tuning in to the podcast here at joshcolebluegrass.com available as always at our website at itunes at soundcloud podcast attic double pod all the places all the places you listen to podcasts but you're listening now thank you so much thanks for tuning in tell all your friends about it hey like us on facebook instagram twitter all that stuff let's spread the good word about the show we are bringing you episode 167 today it's a beautiful day down here in the pacific northwest i'm coming at you from air quote studios 3.0 overlooking very busy street right here in southeast portland you can probably hear the traffic it is a lovely day out here folks it's gorgeous uh, hey i want to take a quick second and let you know that this show is brought to you by swaha studios a place to learn music simply for the love of it by actually playing heaps of music with professional musicians on hand in every class who are there and dedicated to help teach and assist in a relaxed and casual environment to become a member or register for winter classes, visit swahastudios.com. That's S-W-A-H-A studios.com. There's also a banner on our website you can click. There's a link. It'll take you straight there. Uh, I also wanted to let you know this show is brought to you by the Oregon Bluegrass Association, which exists in order to promote, encourage, foster, and cultivate the preservation, appreciation, understanding, enjoyment, support, and performance of bluegrass and related music. Join the OBA today by going to OregonBluegrass.org. They're a great organization. Both the Swaha Studios and the uh, Oregon Bluegrass Association, we're excited to be partnering up with them. So check them out. Uh, but let's talk about the episode today. We have a truly bizarre show for you here. I was so excited when I saw it, when I found this recording. This is J.D. Crow in the New South, live from 1981, September 11th, 1981, to be specific. This is from Louisville, Kentucky, and part of this is a radio interview and it's really fascinating to me so if you, this show is really you know this podcast is about the posterity of some of these recordings so so with that in mind this recording quality is pretty poor it's obviously been taken from a cassette you can hear the hiss of the cassette uh, and it's, it was like a radio interview when JD Crow apparently had been making waves had said some some controversial things it's really really fascinating to listen to but that being said there's about five or six minutes of talking in the beginning so if you don't want that you can just skip ahead and go straight to the music and they play a few sh- play a few numbers uh, but this is recorded at the ninth annual bluegrass music festival of the united states yep you heard me right bluegrass music festival of the united states jd crow live in 1981 and this is uh the radio portion of this is from wfpl fm out of louisville kentucky so man talk about like for posterity this is such a unique and cool little snapshot in time jd crow's on fire they don't really talk about the rest of the band but i can tell he's got keith whitley doing a lot of the singing and talking which uh, if you know me at all, that's like speaks right to my heart. So here we go. Uh, Keith Whitley, J.D. Crow. Um, yeah, I'm just going to let it play through. It's, there's not a lot. There's about there's an interview. There's about four or five songs, and then we'll, we'll check back. The announcement of the contest winners is coming up, along with a couple more of their tunes. But first up are J.D. Crow and the New South. J.D. Crow has been playing bluegrass professionally most of his adult life. His recorded banjo work with Jimmy Martin in the late 50s and with his own first band, the Kentucky Mountain Boys, earned him a deserved reputation as the consummate, tasteful banjo player. His work with the sometimes brilliant, always daring New South and his recent well-publicized comments on the problems within the bluegrass industry have, for some, earned him the reputation of a bluegrass renegade. 
A few months before Crow's appearance at the 1981 Bluegrass Music Festival of the United States, he spoke quite frankly in the cover story for Bluegrass Unlimited magazine. Crow made it clear that the unprofessional attitudes of many promoters and musicians have made bluegrass a hard field in which to make a living. After his finger-blistering performance in Louisville, Crow and mandolin player Wendy Miller talked with freelance producer Ronnie Lundy, who wanted to know how other performers seemed to feel about Crow's controversial comments. Performers see it my way. You know, when it all boils down to the fine points, uh, I've had a lot of phone calls complimenting from other performers? Right, saying that that should have been said a long time ago. Uh, but you know, that's all that. Uh, I'm, I'm not worried about it. So tell me again why it is that you think you would be frank about this when other people aren't. I don't know. You know, they just, people, you know, they keep trying to pin you down. They, they want you to say something, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, but finally, I just, you know, decided to say what I felt. Mm -hmm. And that's, that was it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, they don't want to do any more interviews. That's fine with me, too. Mm -hmm. I don't really like doing interviews. J.D. and I was talking the other day we, in, in, in the article I was talking about seeing a cardboard up with a fountain pen, with a ballpoint pen festival this way. Right. Well, every time you see one of them, a lot of times, we know the promoter's going to lose his rear end. Uh -huh. because he hasn't advertised. See, the budget, he just thinks you put it on the radio twice and the whole flock of people come to see it. It's not that simple. So what this article says, and a lot of people have missed this. J.D. and I was talking about the other day. A lot of people have missed this point, the fact that we don't like to play where they keep losing money. And it's about sometimes somebody spoke up and said, hey, if you can't afford the advertisement and to do a festival right, don't do it because you're going to lose your butts. When you pull up and they've got, they've got all these groups there, six or seven big name groups, and they've got 500 people sitting out there, they're going to lose their butts, and it really makes us feel bad, but we can't go around moping and talk, we got to have our money, it's our living, mm -hmm. it's our, so we'd like to really see these kind of people, think twice about having a festival, about writing on a ballpoint pen, uh, and a piece of cardboard box, that's a whole lot of what the article said, but people's missing that point, we, 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 we hate to see people lose money. And if you don't have enough intelligence about the music to think, hey, you know, a lot of people go out and they say, they go to a festival that's been going on for eight or ten years and it's really successful. Thousands of people there say, hey, I'm going to have me one of them. Mm -hmm. They think it's just overnight success. It's not, it's no, a JD. I don't realize the fellow that started that lost for three or four years in a row. Mm -hmm. But he kept hanging in and he's made a success out of the festival. Mm -hmm. But he didn't do it by, putting, by writing uh, uh, festival this way on a cardboard box with a ballpoint pen. See what we're, see what what he's trying to say. And of course, we like I said, we didn't say this to be uh, to have or to uh, hurt anybody. We're just trying to help, you know. And if we're a little bit too frank, then then maybe we're getting our point across. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's you know we'd like to see it go. Everybody go and do and make great at it, make good. We would tickle us to death. Uh, but, you know, we're just trying to upgrade the music and the bluegrass business, uh, the music. And we're trying to upgrade it, not keep it where it was 20 years ago. We want it, we want it up. Because we think there's enough talent and good musicians around to do it. If it's done in the right manner. But somebody has to be do something to help get it going, you know. Good musicians derive, you know, from amateur bands. 
which it takes experience. But there again, you ha do have people, uh, and not taking anything away from them, that think they can learn some songs and uh, just get right up and do what the pros have been doing for 20 and 30 years. But then you can't, they can't do that, and their name is not going to draw people. So they have to be willing to work for it. They have to be willing to sacrifice. Uh, you know, stay up a few nights, uh, lose a few nights sleep, and and work at it. You know, they, it, things just don't happen overnight in this business. Not anymore, it used to. But I don't know of anyone, in, especially in the bluegrass music, that's made it overnight. I guess we were one of the first groups to take country rock uh, songs, mm -hmm. uh, like the Burrito Brothers, the Birds, Mm -hmm. back in that type of country rock music and and, and yeah. adapt them over to bluegrass. Nobody was doing that. We started doing that and we were titled of one of the progressive. Then we were starting, that word was creeping in. I think there's room for all kinds of music. Mm -hmm. There's room for all kinds of whatever they want to title it. Mm -hmm. You know, I can remember when there were four kinds of music, that was it. Mm -hmm. You either pop, classical, uh, Hillbilly. There was no such thing as country western. It was hillbilly, and that included bluegrass. Mm -hmm. That was all hillbilly music. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they've started branching out. Mm -hmm. Modern country, country and western, western swing, uh, rhythm and blues, rock and roll, contemporary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just all kinds of titles that they've given it now. So you know, it's there's room for all kinds.
five minutes, okay? Slow, let's do it. Well, it's awful. Awful slow, wasn't it, J.D.? That's slow. Let's not do it. Well, got him warmed up, but it killed us, though. So we'll have to rest a while. <laughs> We're going to leave you with a little thing that uh, will sort of recreate the first bluegrass band ever formed. As you know, the first band ever formed, or the first country, or bluegrass, whatever you want to call it, ever formed consisted of only two instruments, and that, of course, was the fiddle and the five-string banjo. So right now, we're going to call on Bobby Sloan with the fiddle, J.D. Crow with the banjo. A little uh, tune that'll start off on just those two instruments, and they'll play it like that for a while, then about halfway through it, we'll all jump in and sort of give it the big band sound of today, and the big band sound. And then about two-thirds of the way through, we're going to turn Steve Bryant loose, see what happens. <laughs> and we'll leave you with this and see you about 5.15. little thing called Sally Good.
J.D. Crow in the New South, performing at the 1981 Bluegrass Music Festival of the United States. All right, that was Sally Gooden. Before that, we heard Shuck in the Corn, Railroad Lady, and Tennessee Blues. Before that, a little interview with J.D. Crow and Wendy Miller, and I can't tell who I was talking in there. It's the amazing stuff. I love this. Part of what I love about these recordings is just that little snapshot in time you get to hear these guys talking chit-chatting uh i mean i was five years old when this was recorded i don't know what he said in bluegrass unlimited but i love just jumping into the middle of this and hearing it and and then of course the music is fantastic uh the you know a little bit of that cassette hum it was uh, kind of a little nostalgic moment for me uh, i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did thanks for listening thanks for tuning in hey folks i want to let you know that this program has been made possible by audio globe the premier provider of live stream events in portland oregon since 2010 Everything from concerts to theater, Audio Globe works with an incredible array of talent and delivers it all directly to you. For more information, visit www.audioglobe.com. And folks, 
as always, thank you for listening. Spread the good word. Tell everyone you know about this music. Let's get everyone listening. Uh, but most importantly, get out and support some live bluegrass. Broadcasting from Old Wolfie Radio Music Hall in Portland, Oregon, it's the Old Timey Radio Show. Tonight's episode may or may not contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. The Old Timey Radio Show.com.